With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Recorded live. Good Saturday football evening, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Political Straight Talk. The time, 441 on the East Coast, 141 on the Left Coast. Today we're going to talk Trump, we're going to talk Pence, and any other topic that may come up between now and then. This program is brought to you by Wall Street Journal, WSJ.com, with the right news at the right time. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a uh, discount box for a uh, promo code. Type in Political Straight Talk. You'll get 25% off. You uh, save money, and we make money. It's a win-win. It's also brought to you by Chick-fil-A where they didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. Have a number one large size with a cherry Coke today. All right, let's go ahead and get started. We've got three panelists here today. We've got my uh, newly elected co-host, been doing it now, I guess, about a year, uh, Mark. And then we have Tricia and Barb. Uh, Tricia being from Delaware, Barb from being from Tennessee, Mark being from Louisiana. Uh, hello all and welcome. And let's get straight into the program. The first issue that's on everybody's mind in a serious note are the comments that came out yesterday about Donald Trump in 2005. Very strongly and rudely describing a encounter or a potential encounter with someone and how he can just walk up to them and grab their vagina and just plant a kiss on them and they're, because he's famous, women will let him do that. And there's been outrage, feigned outrage, and a lot of comments in the last couple of days or the last 24 hours, let's say. So here's my question. Is this a direct reflection of who Donald Trump is? Does it affect the election? Okay, and I'll start this show with Patricia. I don't think so, really. It's a smear campaign on, on Donald Trump. So I think that, um, plus the fact that it happened 11 years ago. Okay, Just, thank you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's just something that, that Hillary and her campaign have uh, decided to try and use. I think so too. I think it is a, I think it is a ploy. All right, Mark. What say you? Okay, we really want to indict someone for doing things. We have to look no further than Bill Clinton. Now, you know, sticks and stones can break your bones, but um, words can never hurt you. 
And I know you did not just steal that from last night's show. <laughs> but the evidence, there is no evidence of Trump doing something like this. He may have talked a good game, but there's no evidence of him doing such something like that. Because those victims would be out in the media in full force. Now, Hillary posted on her on her Twitter account that this man cannot be president because of the things that he has said. Well, before her husband became president, he was already a rapist. And I think actions speak louder than words in this case. So let him say what he will 11 years ago. Okay. Barbara? Well, Trump has always been like this. You know, this this is who the man is. You know, he's lewd, he's crude, you know, you're not going to change the man. And I agree that Hillary found this tape. She put it out to discredit him. And no, I don't think it's going to hurt him. They're going to talk about it for a couple days, and it's going to be forgotten. I think tomorrow, you know, she'll probably try to bring it up. He'll dismiss it, and he'll apologize once again. And uh, I think he's going to try and I hope he brings, says the line, and what difference does it make now? (laughs) So, yeah, and that's my take on it. Well, and... And I guess last night as my brain was trying to process everything and take a break and and do what my brain does, there's one thing that kept coming back to mind, and that was uh, Larry Flint versus whatever the other person was in this case. Uh, back in the late 70s, Larry Flint, as many of you all know, is the founder and provocateur of Hustler Magazine, Vivid uh, Entertainment, etc., etc., that deals in pornography. And one of the issues in this case was that the stuff he was doing was very lewd and very crude and yada, yada, yada. And the Supreme Court upheld that no matter how lewd or crude it was, it was protected under free speech. Well, here's what I have to say. What Donald Trump said, because it was done in word and not action, is protected under the First Amendment. And so if we begin to legislate the First Amendment whether we're holding it to our candidates, whether we're, you know, whatever, we start going down a dangerous road. Do I agree with what the man said? No. It's very crude and very rude. Do I think that he has a point with some of what he said? Yes. And I'll explain that in a minute before the listeners start going nuts that I've said that. Um... And here's here's how that here's how this ends. Uh, provided Donald Trump does a great job at the debate, it's over, it's done, we move on. If he does a bad job at the debate, it'll lag out a few more days. Trump and company is going to have to put ads up 
they've all pulled their ads. Now, somebody on the news said last night that that Trump has already pulled his ads. Well, that's not true. Uh, well, semi-true. They've pulled their ads on all the East Coast because of the hurricane. It's a proven fact that political ads are viewed very negatively during natural disasters. So um, they'll be back up and going sometime next week, provided the devastation from uh, Matthew is not uh, worse than what it is. Now, why is it that Donald Trump is correct in some of what he says? And the truth of the matter is, He's correct because there are women in this country today that if you have a bit of money and a bit of of power, they're going to screw your brains out. And they don't care. They don't care what you do to them. And I'll go back, and this is a touchy topic, but I'll give you a couple of examples. Kobe Bryant. I'm no fan of Kobe Bryant's. I don't like the guy. Bad, bad news. But the lady that accused him of the crime chose to take a multi-million dollar payout. What was she in it for? It appears to be the money. So Donald Trump was right in some of what he said. He was wrong in other things. But, and this is an important thing here, he had an expectation of privacy on that bus. And all of us to a person have said things when we thought we were in private that we never would have uttered in public. Can we all agree? Yep. Okay. There's some of us on this call that utter things in public that probably shouldn't. Can we all agree with that? Okay. <laughs> I noticed Patricia remains quiet. No, I said yep. I did notice Mark has remained quiet. <laughs> He's upset today. Unless you wouldn't play today. He should be happy. They won't add another loss to their win-loss record. <laughs> the game's been postponed, but it hasn't been rescheduled. <laughs> well, you know, with, with some of the the responses to what Trump said or allegedly said. They're trying to think themselves out as holier than thou. There's only one person that walked this earth. Perfect. That's Jesus Christ. So I don't really like the ones that sit, that make themselves look out as holier than thou. Yeah. We're all guilty of something during our lives. Whatever it might be. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's, yeah, it's a good place. They need to their high horses. And that's like right. She's, like she's never said anything about a man. Or, you know, take a look behind you at your, at your husband, who's never said anything about a woman. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. Well, I just think that there's a lot of a lot of hypocrites, and and I'm going to call a couple of them out for you. Okay, just because 
of the stance that they've either taken or not taken or kind of waffled. Senator Mike Lee, Utah. He was pretty quick to call on Trump to resign, but he didn't remove his endorsement. So on this program, I call on Senator Lee to resign for dereliction of duty and failing to live up to his obligation as a senator. And I would call on Mike Lee to resign from all committees and admit that he just doesn't attend the committees and do his damn job. And before you go out there and cast a stone against somebody else, you better dig the one out of your eye first. Yep. The second one that I would call out as a hypocrite would be Senator Ted Cruz in Texas. All we heard about was how morally reprehensible Donald Trump was, and then he comes out and endorses him, and guess who isn't uttering a word? Mm-hmm. Ted Cruz. That's correct. So you're taking a tape from 11 years ago where a guy was crude, he was crude, and I just think that that people are forgetting the fact that they got stuff in their own closets and it's time to not be digging out Trump's closet. And I don't think this hurts him in the long run. We've had another panelist join us. He's a... uh, regular contributor on this program and uh, we welcome him back. Chase, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I actually have kind of been under a rock here lately. Um, I heard a little bit about it today, apparently, where Donald Trump said that because he was rich, it's okay for him to grope women inappropriately. I mean... Well, that's not exactly what he said. (laughs) He said that women let him do that because he's rich and that they basically want to be with men in power. Well, that's not entirely an inaccurate statement, but how he said it I think may have been a little um, wrong. Yeah, there was a whole lot of crudeness in the comment, but and what we've discussed before you got on here was that, A, it's protected by the free speech. It's protected by the First Amendment. Secondly... A lot of people are taking a holier-than-thou attitude. And thirdly, all these people that have come out and condemned him, I notice, have not pulled their endorsements. They're not going to either. That's my point. They're playing a little bit of politics until this cools off. Donald Trump issued a video last night and apologized. I think he has to publicly apologize outside of a video. I would say that he will. I think so, too. Yeah. The um, fact of the matter is, as much as we like him or don't like him, he's going to be the next president of the United States. Hillary, well, can't, Hillary can't keep her crap together long enough to be viable. I, I think mean, and, let, and, and let us not forget the the big Bill Clinton foupah over Obamacare. Well, I think the thing with with... I think the thing with with Hillary and and Trump's got a point here, you know, at least what I said was just words. What Bill Clinton did was action. Yep. Yeah. 
you know. And then what, you know, most people would say, well, Hillary didn't do it. Well, no, she didn't. But she went after those people with viciousness yeah. as a lawyer. And it's just you don't do that. So how do you come out and say you're for women when you destroyed the women that accused your husband of these things and turns out that it was true? Yeah. Yeah, she did that. Oh, that was malice. Now, you've got a couple of things going in the favor of Trump. Number one, come a month from now, nobody's going to care. Okay? They're just not going to care. Got to get the independence. There's a lot of people that don't want to see a third term of Obama. And so Trump and the people out there have to make this about Hillary. All of this has to be about Hillary. If you make it about Hillary, then Trump wins the game. If it's about Trump, Hillary may win the game. So, all right. We'll shoot on to the the next topic, the debate tomorrow night. Now, just for those of you that have been regular listeners and know that We've not been doing our debate and election roundtables. We are doing them. We're doing them with an organization called Ragtag Patriots. You can find them at ragtagpatriots.com. And we will be doing a post-debate analysis uh, Sunday night after the debate. And we will stay on. uh, Generally, we're on about an hour to an hour and a half. We break down the debate, the good points, the bad points on both sides. Talk about what the so-called next morning fallout is going to be the morning after. And uh, we encourage everybody to join us over there. It's the podcast ID is 142127. So we want you to come over. All right. This is the section where you get to kind of be a freebie. Mark, I know this is where you wanted to go in your diatribe about Mark Lee. Or Mike Lee. So the stage is yours. Well, I want to touch on something that was said earlier. One of the one of the things that we need to understand that if you are a man in power, you will have women who will flock to you just for your influence. And for the most part, Bill Clinton was a, a, was allowed to do the things that he was he had done in the eighties and nineties because of the fact that he was a person in power. Trump was the same way. He wasn't on a political stage, but he was on a, he was a mobile. Now, it's not unheard of for someone like Hillary Clinton to be jealous of that, because I don't see men knocking down Hillary Clinton's door uh-huh. for a little bit of the action. Well, Mark, me, look at her. She looks like a bulldog in a pants <clears throat> Well, you, you go beyond that fact. Sorry if I offended anybody, but I call them like I see them. You go beyond that fact. You go into the fact that this is a male-dominated world. And no matter how much the feminists will hate to say it or admit this, it's the truth. A man in power will will gain better influence than a woman in power. That's just because of how society works and how society has worked for the last 10,000 years. Now, with that being said, 
it's a little hypocritical on Hillary Clinton's account to go ahead and ostracize something that uh, Donald Trump has used to his advantage, just as her husband has used it to his advantage. The only difference is Hillary's husband actually did things. Donald only talked about things. Well, but Mark, we don't really know if he did or he didn't. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know in this political. Oh yeah, there'd be five hundred people come out, but by now. I mean, the the fact is, the words are just as as damning as deeds, and you can't you can't defend Trump and say Clinton was the devil when both of them have acted inappropriately, and both of them need to apologize, whether they said it or they did it. This is, I mean, we are a month away from a general election. Well, think of it like this is not the time for this foolishness. Which is why they released it now. Now, yeah. WikiLeaks, and and this is where we're gonna gonna let me let me bring it back around, and then Mark, you can go back on your diatribe. But let's bring it back around to WikiLeaks. It looks like WikiLeaks timed their release to counterpunch <laughs> the Trump release. So I guess Snowden's on our side for a change? Well, it's not Snowden. It's uh, Assange or whatever his name is. So I mean, it, this, just, this shows me that the Clinton camp is absolutely desperate to twist the facts any way they can because they know that their ship is... I mean, she's captain of the Titanic. I mean, there's no conceivable pathway for her to victory. The no, body count, the body, her body count alone turns people off. Yeah, but you know what troubles me is right now you've got the VP pick who's not going to appear with Trump. And the party is in disarray, and she may win just because of all the disunity the within the Republican Party. The VP not going to appear with – wait, the VP pick, he never said he wasn't going to appear with Trump. Not he said, he's supposed to at a rally tonight, and he's not going to be there. Well, now, see, first of all, that's because Trump's not going to be there. The rally is at in Wisconsin, and Congressman Ryan, or Speaker Ryan, uninvited him, and so Pence said because Trump's not going to be there, he wouldn't be there. Exactly. Oh, really? I think that's the right move. I think you stand by. Yep. Now, I think part of it is, I think I think Trump gets the Speaker and Mitch McConnell in a room, and he says, look, get with the damn program. At least that's Just what I would have been doing. Why would they do that? They've got more power than he'll ever have. Just because of that video, that doing because that. Because of the down ticket. But, but, that, but do you really honestly think that Paul Ryan or Mitch McConnell give a fig about the down ticket? They don't. All they care about is their own power. Uh, that's the point. Yeah, but the, the, they, the, they'll, they'll they need the, the they need the chambers to be majority Republican for them to keep power. Well, I know, now, but I mean, we're not going to lose not, the house. The house isn't a problem. Uh, we'll I keep the house. We'll, I don't even think we'll lose the Senate. The Senate is the Senate's a much tighter race. 
I mean, but who are they going to? Who are the Dems going to get? It, it, say they do win the, the Senate back, they're not going to put Harry Reid back in charge. Look at his dismal record. Well, he's leaving, so no, they wouldn't. So who would that leave? Kelly Iot or who? Now she's I don't know. I don't know. It would. It'd be a fight. There'd be. A now, she's fight. a Republican, anyways. I forgot. She's actually like a Democrat, but she's a. Pelosi's, Pelosi's in the house. not in the Senate. No, not Pelosi. Uh, Barbara Boxer. Yeah. Feinstein. Could be Barbara. Yeah. That would be I mean, Diane Frankenstein. <laughs> she didn't go in long enough to be Senate Majority Leader. I mean, geez, Methuselah is a few years younger than her. See, this, this is what well, this is what I don't get. Why is it that every time an election cycle comes around, we've, I mean, there's a lot of young, energetic candidates out there that are well spoken, well dressed. Why do we as the party always go back to the same old geezers that are on life support that have one foot in the grave and one in the banana peel? And then we shoot ourselves in the face every single time because, I don't know, they might have a heart attack. Why won't the Republican Party go out and canvas and get young blood? Money. Money. Well, they they are beginning to recruit younger people. I mean, that's the truth. But I mean, the, Republican. Best, you know, the best candidate that we have on our side, and y'all may disagree with me on this, and that's fine. Well, that's fine. But, I mean, you know, why don't we take Rand, you know, Rand Paul more seriously? Yeah, he needs a comb or do something with that hair, but he's a very Kennedy-esque. He's young. He's energetic. He's got a good-looking family. I mean, the guy does free eye surgeries. He's Mother Teresa. Why would you not want to make that president? Who are you talking about? Rand Paul. He's as corrupt. He's more corrupt than several of the others up there. I would trust him less because he's a snake. He and Ted Cruz have both become the Captain Snake oil salesman in my book. No, no, Ted Cruz is a Grandpa Munster. (laughs) Yeah, but he still sells snake oil. I mean, but, but I, I just I don't get it. We our party is governed by old fogies, and what are we going to have to do to get rid of the old fogies? You let them die off, and you you bring in new people in the bottom, and, and we're doing that. But we don't have time to watch them die off. I mean, this country is it is in a it's in a handbag headed for hell. You know, I well, don't. I don't think that Trump is going to be any better than Hillary Clinton, to tell you the truth. He's not, I, but he's the easier one to get rid of. I mean, you know, we're, we the next two election cycles, this one, and in eighteen, if we don't get our game plan together now, there's not going to be a country left to save. And the old, you know, it's 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 the Generation X, sadly enough that was born in the 80s that are just now old enough to run. And, of course, this is, I understand, the generation that was most voted most likely to blow up the world, but that's what you're at. That's what you got. So how, how do we reach out and get the party to realize that we've got to stop running the Romneys and the John Wayne McCains and the Bushes? The Bushes are done. They are done. You know, poor, <laughs> you think? poor Jeb. 
they're, I mean, they're, they're, Jeb will never be president. Now, no, Prescott, he won't. Prescott might. Prescott has a great chance of being governor of Texas within the next 10 years. Well, but he's young. He's young and he's energetic and the, and the kid <laughs> is moving like the fires underneath him. I mean, but we need more candidates like that that have the youth and the vitality to go actually run these campaigns. I mean, the rest of them are all hopping around oxygen because they can't keep up. But yet we keep sending them. I mean, look at Bob Corker. There's a prime example right there. You want to talk about a sellout? He's a sellout to the European Union. He's a sellout to Agenda 21. And let's not forget that he is the senator that gave us this wonderful Iran deal where we're giving a country that wants to kill us hundreds of billions of dollars in cold, hard cash. And what are they doing with that money? Funding ISIS. Funding Hamas. Funding the Muslim Brotherhood. I mean, we're giving these people money to kill us with. But yet, I'm half Quarka. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is this is open discussion time. I mean, John, so, so what are we as grassroots activists and lobbyists and citizen statesmen and citizen patriots, what are we going to do to get rid of these people and go out and recruit better candidates that don't have anything to lose? Okay, fine. You run, you lose, you go home, you lick, you win, whatever. But that actually care about what we're handing the next generation. I mean, we're $21 trillion in debt. We'll never pay it off. Never. We'll never get paid off. We go another trillion, we're Greece. This country is on the verge of economic collapse, and we're just charging that credit card even more every day. So who's going to stand up and say enough's enough and stop it? I mean, is that not a legitimate question to ask? American people. American people have to get mad enough to do it. Well, I don't. I don't trust the American people because the American people, time and time again, while individually, are great human beings, but it just seems like every they get a, a election amnesia. Oh well, he wasn't that bad. Damn Congress, but not my congressman. Your congressman is the problem. It's not Congress, it's your guy. Your guy is the problem. But, you know, and I know I ran for Congress, and nobody wants to be mad at their congressman, but they're mad at Congress. I'm like, do you see the insanity of what you just said to me? The only way you change it is to get rid of the people that are the problem. And there's about 600 of them up there. There's not a congressman or senator in Washington right now that is worth keeping. Not one. The Not only one. way to get rid of any, the only get, way to get rid of Congress is watch the first episode of Designated Survivor. Other than that, <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> no, you know, you, we just we just need primary challengers for each and every one of them. No, the know, easiest way to get rid of an incumbent. Primary jo- challengers are a joke because you could yeah, have but the that's what you got. You could have the most holier than thou person, but if he doesn't have the money to back him, you know what? He's screwed. If he doesn't it's have not about recognition. He's screwed because the Mark. American it's public, not about a holier than thou person. It's about the only reason why Trump has gotten as far as he has 
is because he shoots his mouth off at the hip. He has no, forever no, changed no. politics. I, I would disagree with that. People do not care about Trump the man. People care about the idea of Trump. What Trump has been saying about being the outsider that's going in to change the system, that's what people are caring about. They don't care what, what he did 20 years ago or a video he made or was part of 11 years ago. They are looking at the idea of Trump. The same thing with Obama. Obama, for the most part, was the most underqualified president in American history. Yet people did not look at his qualifications. They didn't look at the man. They looked at the idea of Barack Obama. Well, that idea got us into a really shady place. These people they voted for him because he was black, Mark. Let's just no, say it, no, because that's no, true. It's not, it's not just that. It's not just that. Because the way he was perceived by the media and by the American populace is that he was someone different. He was someone fresh. And the, the color of his skin meant nothing. He was able to articulate ideas that people were dreaming about. He was supposed to be the savior of America. Well, no one did the research on the person. And that was their downfall. That was the downfall of, of the Obama administration. No one, did, no one did the research on the man himself. Everyone voted on the idea of Barack Obama, the idea of the first black president, the idea of hope and change, the idea of yes, we can. And that those you, ideas... You can have your hope. I'm going to change my change. I'm going to keep my yeah, change yeah. in my guns. Yeah, great. Let me hear all the rhetoric. But for the most part, what you have in this election cycle, do you want a continuation of Barack Obama? Because that's what the snake oil charmer named Hillary is selling. Or do you want the idea of an outsider coming into Washington and changing things? And the fact but that see, the, diff- the difference between me and everybody else is I know that Trump's not going to change anything because the Congress isn't going to back him. The presidency is a, is a wasted position. He can't do anything. He's pissed well, off all the leader talking heads of all the parties. So he's going to sit behind his desk with his thumb up his butt at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and collect his federal retirement. I actually disagree with that. I would go back and take civics again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, Chase, I don't I, think I hate to set you out on this one there, buddy. But, I don't think he's going to be an effective president because he's ticked everybody off. El Presidente has a lot more power than you think. Yeah. Yeah, but it's subject to the power of Congress. No, it's not. You have to understand something, and and here I'm gonna give all y'all a history lesson, okay? Because they're in in the man on this call that outdoes me in this area. Number one, all three branches of the federal government are separate and equal; they are simply a check and a balance. So Congress has no authority over the president, the president has no authority over Congress, and the judiciary has no authority over either of the other two. But that's not okay? how it works anymore, and you know it. It is how it works. No, the Supreme, tell you, Court, the Supreme Court Chase, rides shotgun over both branches, pulling crap that they know they're not supposed no, to No, they do. don't. And, see, this is the kind of attitudes that, number one, have caused the issues we've got in America. <laughs> and, secondly, The problem we've is got the government fix- doesn't function like it's supposed to. Look at what Obama's done. I've got a pen and a phone. 
I and do that's agree exactly that the government. Ha- I do agree that the presidency, as it stands now, doesn't function as it should. I agree. No, I agree that Congress turned himself into a ten-pot dictator, and Congress doesn't have the stones to impeach him. I should agree. have done it four years ago. How many times am I going to say I agree before you shut up? Until <laughs> so, so I'm tired of hearing you say it. Because I don't get this very often. Guess so, what? I've got, I've got this little thing in here. I will have my way. Anyway, um, on a, you know there are things that have to change in Congress. There are things that have to change on the Supremes, the Supreme Court. But I'm sitting here thinking about this, and I'm thinking, do I want Hillary nominating justices to the Supremes? Or do I want Trump nominating justices to the Supreme I mean, I, Court? I just don't think there's a nickel's worth of difference between the two. And well, I've seen Trump's serving. list. I've seen Trump's list for nominee. I'd like to see that list. Has it been made public yet? Yeah, it's out there. So there's a list out there. Now, there are some names on it that I wish weren't on it, and I'll tell you the top one. Mike Lee's. Mike Lee's name's on there. Ted Cruz's name's on there. Um, me personally. I would, okay with, I would be okay with Ted Cruz as a Supreme Court justice. Well, I would have until he sold his soul for 30 pieces of silver. And it's not the point that somebody's going to endorse Trump because uh, I came out and did it last night. What my problem is, is you don't take a holier-than-thou attitude about it and say all of these terrible things that you say, and then all of a sudden, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm not saying that Ted said that. I am simply saying that the way that whole thing was handled should have been done a lot differently than it was, and it is. It caused more party division than we can deal with. And this is not the time for a divided party. So, and th- that's what I'm saying is I, at this point, the, the, the Republican base, they're going to stay home. They, they're tired of it. They're tired of the BS. They're tired of the crap. They're not voting. And you can't win without the Republican base. Think about it like this, Chase. If you are upset with the, with the hierarchy and the hierarchy is condemning what you are favoring, do you side with the hierarchy? For the most part, the Republican base is saying to hell with the Mitch McConnells and the Paul Ryans of this country, to hell with them because there have been nothing over the last seven years to stop Barack Obama. Now, of course, they're upset with Donald Trump because he made a video 11 years ago. That's great. That's because... They want, to rep- they want to preserve their imagery in the popular culture. And that's all well and good. But when you have the talking heads and the people in power who have been nothing more than lax and derelict in their duties, do you think the populace is going to side with them or the one who they see as an agent of change? But we've, but we've been sold this bill of goods before. What I'm telling you is the populace isn't going to go vote. They're disenfranchised. They don't care yeah. anymore. Yeah, they will. They'll just no, they won't, vote. Mark. They will They'll not, just Mark. They'll just out of yeah. spite that the fact that uh, the hierarchy condemned them. 
Hell, I would look for Donald Trump's poll numbers to jump up a few points because of the scandal. Because of all these people that are condemning him for his lewd comments are the same people who had their messages on the side and read Greenacks and Ham to his children while the kiss of his mistress's lips are still fresh on his tongue. I don't, I don't care what you do behind closed doors, to be quite frankly. The point I'm making is the American people are so fed up with the government that they're just tired. You can't ask these people to believe anymore and fight anymore when they have been crapped on every single time they turn around. They're done. The voter apathy is scary. It's scary out there. It's scary. It really is scary. They're just they're done. So how do we get through that? How do we get how do we go to these people and say believe one more time? This time it will be different. When every time that's been said, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, it wasn't different. It was the same well with Bush it was different. But every every other time it's the same old bill of goods just wrapped up in a pretty new bow. But it's still a turd in the punch bowl. How do we fix it? Don't get the turd out of the punch bowl and get a different punch bowl. Think of it like this. The majority of Trump supporters are not people who have daily interactions with government. Unless it's affecting their business or their livelihood. And believe me, I have daily interactions with the federal government. Uh, Chase. And those people who are voting for Trump and are supporting Trump are the ones who have been affected by the downfall of government. The ones that are the ones that really should be concerned are the ones who have to deal with government on a daily basis. But those are usually the ones that are suckling at, at Uncle Sam's teeth. So they, as long as the milk is being produced, they're not going to complain. But the people who are impacted the most. And those people who have been supporting Trump since his announcement are looking to him because he's going – he has the persona of changing the, the status quo. There's no other candidate that was in that race that has the persona of changing the status quo. He was an outsider coming in to change the system. And that's what resonates with people. The fact that the people, the hierarchy in the party don't like him, that's great for him. The fact that Hillary Clinton is using every sleazy thing that's going to come out in the last 30 years, that's also great for Trump. Because we all know that Hillary has no record to run on, and she's the only thing that holds up her halo is, is horns at this point. So they're not going to go to, to, to Hillary. I, I still don't see this as an issue for Trump. I still see Trump winning in a landslide. No matter how many um, hoo-hahs he wants to grab, and they won't do anything about it. It doesn't matter at this point, because we know the country is broken. And Trump, the idea of Trump, is what people think will save the country. But just like Barack Obama, the idea of him and what he is are very, very different. And it's no different now than it was then. So... This country is looking for wait a minute, Messiah, wait. and there's not one. Who are you putting your support behind in this election, Jace? I haven't decided. 
I, it's not Hillary Clinton, I'll tell you that. But I just, I haven't decided it at all. I, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I walk into the polling booth. But I want to see Trump more presidential. I want to see, he has an opportunity to win back my support tomorrow night. I want to see him go after Hillary in a professional manner, not his typical brouhaha, but, I mean, take her apart limb by limb with policy and substance, not screaming, she's a crooked bitch. We all know that. We know that Hillary Clinton would kill you so much as look at you. I want to see policy. I want, okay, you talk about building a wall. I want to know step by step how you're going to do that. How much is it? How are you going to get Mexico to pay for it? I, mean, I want to hear more substance because the man is unqualified to be president. Okay, he was a business mogul. Great. How in the hell is he going to run the federal government? I want to see substance. I want to see somebody who's quit being a, a media personality and actually be a statesman. And he is not a statesman. And this, I mean, he's ticked off all the other talking heads of the world. Russia won't deal with us. China's got nukes aimed at us. So he's got to tone down the bravado and start speaking to the American people, not his loudmouth Donald Trump. Well, that's because of Obama and Hillary, thanks to them. We hardly have any allies left, for God's sake. Well, and, and they're protected. We can't go after them. Only time we could have done it is while they were in office. You can't go after an ex-politico because it sets a precedent. But they wanted to go after W W for war crimes. Well, they're never going to do that because it would bind every future pro. Oh, I don't know if I should make the decision because they may haul me off to jail when I leave office. I think so Hillary and Hillary and Barack Obama get away with the devastation that they have wrought. And they get away with it, and they get their salaries. Well, I think I think the thing that uh, Trump and Putin, uh, I think he's trying to make Russia an ally. Now, I may be wrong, but I think he's trying to, uh, you know, set up a um, friendship between Russia and the United States. So I don't want to be friends with Russia. Why would I want to be friends with a man like Vladimir Putin? Well, he's no better. He's no better than Adolf Hitler. So we should be friends with them because why? Their economies in the tank. They do not have a standing military. How are they useful? A useful ally. We could crush them in a New York second. Yeah, but look at it. Look, look what a powerful ally he would be. Okay, holy Batman. But how would he be? You okay. want to keep your enemies closer than your friends. That's why he's trying to make Putin an ally. Exactly. I want my enemies in a box. Exactly. I don't want them around me. That's great. I, I love the hyperbole. There's a good. In, here's an interesting article for anybody that hasn't seen this. I'm getting ready to put an article up on my Facebook page. I'm going to share it. Y'all should go check it out. Oh, is that keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? No, that's not what the article says. But no, but I'm saying that's about. Russia. I think he. I, I think uh, the article's right. He needs to get the four or five women accusers of Bill Clinton and have them sitting on the front row 
of the debate. Somebody call up Monica, tell her to dust off the blue dress and show up. I thought the blue dress is in the Smithsonian, but yeah. you Why can. Uh, Why on God's green earth hasn't that thing been burnt? Because it's a part of U.S. history. So we we've got the stain and all on public display, huh? Just think, just think of this. Just think of this. Bill Clinton's sperm stain will go down in history, much like Monica did. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's, there's those two Facebook memes that I absolutely love, and they're, they are lewd, and I know they are, but we're all adults here. One um, is no, there's a, no, no, well, wait till the, no. Wait till the recording isn't. ends. Well, no. This one isn't. I can't see it's it. Just, can't either. <laughs> just wait saw, till the recording I, ends. I saw a picture. I saw a, this, a picture. I saw a picture yesterday that if Hillary would win, she'd be sitting in the same chair that Monica sat in. <laughs> Monica wasn't sitting in the chair. Oh, okay. She was in front of the chair. This program is brought to you by the Wall Street (laughs) Journal, WSJ.com. Upper right-hand corner, type in Political Straight Talk, you get a discount. I make some money. It's a win-win. It's also brought to you by Chick-fil-A, where they didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. Have a number one with a large cherry Coke and enjoy. Our new sponsor is the Secret Sleepers Incorporated. They go stay in the Roach Motel so you don't have to. There's going to be more about them on our website uh, coming up, but uh, you'll be able to check out all the reviews online and uh, plan your stay. Again, that's they going to be secretsleepers.com, and no, they're not. All right, moving on. Next topic. Let's go into something that has been on everybody's mind. Everybody's mind. Is Kim Kardashian safe? Is she what? Safe. She was robbed the other day and lost her $10 million in jewelry. And given this broad daylight attack, this just brazen attack, is she safe? I think that Kim Kardashian should invest in a lot of baked beans and other bean products because if she's robbed, she has a great megaphone to present to project her um, distress. <laughs> well, with an ass like that, why the hell should she just turn her butt to the people and bounce them on the other side of the street? <laughs> wow. Why is Kim Kardashian famous? Because she made a sex tape and her, and her father was uh, O.J.'s attorney. That's pretty much it. I don't care about someone who is a celebrity for being a celebrity. She has no, she's a celebrity for a sex video. That's when she became famous. It wasn't even a good one. You talk about people that screws everything that moves. Have you I mean, if she married Kanye West, it's like, what are you doing? Do you just not care? I've heard interviews with Kim Kardashian. There is wind blowing between her ears. What? Her, every other word was like, yeah, I know. You know, those things that 
When someone can't paint, they'll just use them as superlatives. <laughs> she is nothing more than a fantasy. There is no She's a living blow up doll. There is no substance <laughs> for Kim Kardashian. She's got the ass she's got the ass for show for. She's got an ass like that. Anyway, let's move on to some real topics. Okay, no Google for this next question. I want to see who knows it. What is the Waffle House effect, and how does FEMA use it? The who? I would imagine that's how that's how many rednecks that they can get to the scene of an accident, and how quickly they can get them there by promising them scattered, sweated, and covered ash Anybody else want to guess? I okay. have. FEMA's Waffle House effect is Waffle House, when they build a store, the first thing that they do is they throw away the key. Like, literally, they throw away the key to the locks. Okay? Now, I know this to be a fact because the ones in not in Nashville could not find a key to lock the door when they got robbed. Oh, no. Okay? Uh, but... FEMA, FEMA will look and see how many Waffle Houses are closed in a disaster area. And if the Waffle House remains open, then the threat assessment is not that high, so they can move on to other areas. If a Waffle House is closed, they know it's bad enough that they need to stop there. The crap just went downhill real quick. So Hang on, it, y'all. The Waffle House is closed. we got to do something about this. Now, the Waffle House, the Waffle House effect, they've been using that actually since about 2000. So wait a minute, hold up. You mean to tell me that our federal government, how they assess whether or not we need to declare a state of emergency is whether the Waffle House in Greenville is closed or not? Oh, my God. Our dog could run this government better. You're kidding me, right? Please tell me that you're full of it. This is not no, true. No, this is, this is a fact. That's it. Matter of fact, you will, see, you will see some stories about it pretty soon. There usually is a couple of stories about it after a natural disaster. Oh, my I can God. see it now. I can see it now. Picture it. Myrtle Beach, North Carolina. Woman in a moon moon colors. It was so bad, Carolyn. I swear to God. They had to close the Waffle House. What was we and Ed going to do? We couldn't eat. <laughs> but here come them damn fever trucks. <laughs> oh, well, it was awful. I looked out my house to see as, Joanne. As, as a matter of fact. She had my casserole dish. As a matter of fact, News Channel 2 in Nashville actually has a story. Uh. It's called Waffle House Helps FEMA Track Hurricane Damage. Now, I don't know how old the story is, but it's on there. Oh, my God. Well, why, why even try? I mean, meanwhile, this... Now, I mean, Chase, this... we can't say nothing. We've spent many a night sitting in a Waffle House. Yeah, but it was perfectly fine. There wasn't an apocalyptic weather going on either. When Tammy turns this... you down... When Tammy turned down your marriage proposal, we were sitting in the Waffle House. Yeah, she took up yours. So, by the way, when's the wedding? She shacked. She doesn't dump me. She shacked up with Mark. Yeah. Y'all leave that gay man alone. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Mark. Well, I assume he's talking about Mark Gunn. No, hey, there's this there's this fellow that. Well, wait a minute. Let me let me wrap this up and turn off the recording because we've yeah, been on here. I got something to say on this topic. All right, hang on. Look at the flooding. Jesus, with you, woman. We want to thank everybody for tuning <laughs> for tuning in. <laughs> we uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors for sticking with us since 2006. And that is the Wall Street Journal and Chick Fil A, where they didn't admit the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. And our new sponsor, they're scraping at the bottom of the barrel, aren't they? And the Waffle House. (laughs) Our our newest sponsor, Secret Sleepers. Want to remind you to uh, you've got to stand for something or fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank us, soldier, for without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. On behalf of my co-host, Mark, and my panel guests today, Patricia, Barbara, and Chase, this is the Political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.